Welcome to the story behind her success with Candy O'Terry, presented by Boston Women in Media and Entertainment, sponsored by Tech Help Boston. Sacrifice, loneliness, fear, and pride. Four words that come to mind when I think about what it must be like to be a military spouse. Now let's up the stress and picture life for the wife of a Special Forces soldier. This is a woman who sometimes doesn't even know where her husband is, or what kind of danger he's in, or if he will live to see another day. It is the kind of fear that can drive you crazy if you let it. So she does what she can to create normalcy. She cares for her children, maybe she goes to work full-time or part-time. She leans on friends and family and other military families for support. She dreads deployments and she prays for the safe return of her man. In the spotlight, a woman who lives this kind of life every single day. Krista Anderson is the widow of Staff Sergeant Michael Simpson, a Green Beret killed in Afghanistan in 2013. She is now the wife of another Green Beret, active duty Master Sergeant Gus Anderson. Krista, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I just want to go back, if we can, mm -hmm. to 2013 and your first husband's tour in Afghanistan. Can you share with us what happened? Well, they left Washington State at the beginning of April. And about 20 days in, I received a call that he had been injured, critically injured. Five days later, I was on a plane to Germany with his family to say goodbye. Our children, Michael was three, Gabriel was one. So grateful my parents were able to come out and watch them. And so I could go to Germany. And those were a couple of days that I wouldn't give up for the world. Did he know you were there? I think he did. His injuries caused his brain to die slowly over about seven days. He was able to donate organs and th save three men's lives. Wow. Which is incredible. Yeah. I had this this special time. His family and myself, we were we were there together with him, praying over him. We knew going out there that this was going to happen. And so we just cherished that time and those moments that we had with him. I'm going to guess that when you look back at that moment in your life, it feels like a movie, like you're watching somebody else. Oh, absolutely. That's exactly how I actually have always described it. I said, yeah. do you feel like you're kind of floating above and you're watching somebody else's life? Because it couldn't possibly be mine. Tell us a little bit about Michael and his personality. Oh, gosh, he was so funny. Crazy. He was nicknamed the unquiet professional. <laughs> because he was so proud to be a Green Beret. His father is a retired Green Beret, as well as his brother. His closest brother in age, David, is also in the Army. Their family comes from a long military history. His grandmother was a wasp. He was so proud to be a Green Beret and follow in their footsteps that he would say it all the time. He wasn't quiet about it at all, whereas most men would say, oh, you know, I'm an engineer. or <laughs> And they keep it a little quiet. And yeah. in fact, the Green Berets are called the quiet professionals, yes. and that's because their missions are often very secret. Their goal is to liberate the oppressed mm -hmm. and to exit without any knowledge and to allow the fanfare to be within the country that they've left so that other soldiers can take 
all of the credit, but Michael was known as the unquiet professional, so proud to be doing what he did. Absolutely. Your children, your two boys, it's been how many years since he died then? Six years. Six. How are they doing? They're incredible. They really are. I mean, if you kind of look deep down, they are two little boys, seven and nine now, that are so compassionate, empathetic. They fight just like any other <laughs> any other siblings but they forgive so quickly. They're so grateful. Do you see your husband in them? <laughs> yes. My older son, Michael, looks exactly like him. Exactly. When we were chatting before we started our interview, you shared with me that your boys know every word to the song that we're about to play. This is the Ballad of the Green Beret. Yes. Fighting soldiers from the sky Fearless men who jump and die Men who mean just what they say The brave men of the Green Beret Silver wings upon their chest These are men, America's best One hundred men We'll test today, but only three when the Green Beret. Trained to live off nature's What land. kind of support did you receive from the military community when you lost Michael? Any kind of support you could possibly think of. The spouses came together in my home. We sat around, we talked. It was just community, camaraderie. They brought me meals every day for a month and a half. I laugh because I've never eaten so well even <laughs> since then. <laughs> um, they sent toys and Bibles and cards and food. And one of the things that I'm so grateful about is our commander's spouse, Susan, kept bringing us together, which allowed them to not really be afraid of me anymore. Yes. Because you can imagine how scary that was for them. I was real. I was the reality of what could happen to their husband. They had six more months to fight. There's a certain mindset, a military mindset that permeates your life. Mm. How would you describe it? Trust, loyalty, steady, and chaos. I'll be honest. I mean, I, I suppose we should be transparent here, right? My friend Brittany calls it organized chaos. <laughs> You created a nonprofit called The Unquiet Professional, and you did this in Michael's memory. What is your mission? Tell us all about it. Our mission is to serve Gold Star and surviving families, veterans and their families, to create healthy and empowering opportunities for them to heal from the wounds brought on by war. We do that in a couple of different ways. The Hands-On Children's Museum out in Olympia, Washington, created a museum program for surviving families for us. I realized very soon how that environment was so incredible for our family. It was a definite break for me to be able to go to a children's museum and not have to entertain them. We support the Wear Blue Run to Remember Gold Star Race Program twice a year. A 60-year-old mom who lost her son runs a marathon for the first time. 26.2 <laughs> miles, she crosses that finish line, and now there's nothing that's impossible for her. And siblings and spouses run as well. 
We have an incredible program where our director of veteran programs, Paul Joyce, runs the Fresh Air Project. Once a year, there's a large trip that he takes them out on and does a few small trips just to bring veterans together and start to heal. This has really become a very big part of your life. The list of things that you're doing and that foundations that you are a part of could fall off the table, but I'll just mention a few. You're the Gold Star Liaison for an organization that I've supported for many years, the Green Beret Foundation. You're on the speaker's board for Folds of Honor, Gold Star Sailing Foundation, Raise for Rowan, Army's Survivor Advisory Working Group, the Military Spouse Ambassador for Army Emergency Relief. What has this meant for you? It's such an honor to be able to serve the community and then be able to kind of transition that and try and bridge the gap between our military community and our civilian community. Because in reality, there's so many similarities. There's more similarities between us than there are differences. We have the opportunity to support each other in those. With Army Emergency Relief, I get to really bring knowledge and resources, I think, to military spouses where they feel empowered to take care Mm. of their family and serve their family on a greater level. You met and married another Green Beret. Tell me about Master Sergeant Gus Anderson. I see the big smile on your face. This is probably where I get emotional. He is the most selfless individual I've ever met. He's so good to us. He takes care of our boys in a way that I never imagined could be possible. Six years ago, I thought this was it. I had one husband, one love, and and that's it, right? And then he walked into our lives. He had been in our lives, and I didn't even know it, honestly. He was Mike's teammate. I didn't know him when they deployed. We met when they returned, and then a few years later, we became close. And then one day I said, we're going to get married. <laughs> he said, excuse me? <laughs> yes, we're going to get married. But if you watch him... I'll give you an example. We just PCS'd permanent change of station to Virginia, and I was driving the boys down to our new townhouse. Now, you imagine a row of townhouses. How could you possibly know it's ours? They said, Mommy, Mommy, there's our house. And I said, How do you know? And they said, The gold star flag is in the window. And he had put that up. (laughs) And he honors Mike every day in everything that we do. And I just pray that I honor him as much as he does us. You know, I know that a Green Beret not only is devoted to their country, but also to the members of their team. (laughs) They will never leave someone behind. And it sounds to me like he just picked up where Mike left off and is happy to do that. Very happy. What an honor. You are also someone who has the opportunity to speak to other women, other military wives every day, wherever you go, what do they say? What do they need? Usually the first thing is, how did you do it? (laughs) Right. I always tell them God, but (laughs) I have to elaborate on that. I think I try to instill that community is so important. Mm. I think sometimes we don't realize as military spouses that we really need to take it on as a way of life, as a lifestyle, and not just a job for our husbands. 
or for our spouses. Because once you do that and once you embrace it, it's like no other. It's such a blessing to be a part of that community and then be able to share that community with everyone else. You are the author of a book which is called Her Ruck. It's really, Krista, to me anyway, it looks like it's a handbook of here's how you do this. Let's talk about it. Please support our sponsors. They make this show possible. These days, more and more people are working from home. When your computer breaks down, you lose business. This is Dave Elmajan, president of TechHelpBoston.com. Our tech experts will come to your home or office to fix your computer. Same day, next day, and weekends too. More than 30,000 families and businesses have trusted us since 2000. You can trust Tech Help Boston to keep your computer and systems running right. Call 781-484-1265 or visit TechHelpBoston.com. That's TechHelpBoston.com. Rochelle Futch has a workshop and then wanted to create a book. So her rock inside the emotional backpack of military wives. And what it will be is real life stories of spouses that have endured certain things, just like the civilian world, right? There's so many things that we go through, whether it's addiction, infidelity, tragic loss. When you think about it, Mike didn't come home from the war, but those men who did there are still wounds and they're not the same person. Yeah. We are going to provide really kind of a, a voice of hope and empowerment and resources. We want spouses to look at this book and read through, maybe connect with some of the stories, but recognize that they're not alone. Rochelle is a mental health professional. She really goes at it from that perspective. And then I take my experiences and then we have Chaplain Vince Garcia who is going to be doing what we call a chaplain's corner at the end of every chapter. And we want our spouses to feel comfortable walking into their chaplain's office with whatever is in their ruck and try to reduce the stressors in their life as military spouses so they don't just survive, but they thrive in this life. When can people buy the book? We're going to release it next May for Military Spouse Appreciation Day, which is May 8th. 2018, big year for you. You became the Armed Forces Insurance Military Spouse of the Year. I did. How did that feel? It felt really ugly at first. <laughs> I have to be honest, right? We don't do what we do for the recognition. I mean, I think as spouses, we're also the quiet professionals. <laughs> but wow, did it give my platform such, I mean, it catapulted it, you know, and it allowed me to, to really share my testimony with people yes. that I think can make a difference. And it was such an honor. And I'll tell you what, if there wasn't anything else to look at the pride on my husband's face <laughs> was worth it. And my kids would say, She's not mother of the year. She's military spouse of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, I, I feel like I need to ask you, can you tell me a little bit about your childhood, your background, where you come from? Because I have to think that for a woman who has been married to two Green Berets, there's got to be some kind of military background going on here. I'm just guessing. Tell me. It's crazy because my family does have military background, but separated before I was ever born. My father was in Vietnam, my grandfather in World War II, and so many other family members, but it wasn't a part of our life. I grew up in a small town, Hamden, Massachusetts, 
We didn't have a stoplight. We just got a Dunkin' Donuts, I think, probably (laughs) five years ago in that town. I'm an only child, so you can't get any, (laughs) any more secluded than that, I think. I had no idea what I was walking into. I just knew that Mike was the person I wanted to be with, and I was ready to follow him around the world. I definitely hesitated at first, jumping in to the community, and it kind of felt different for me. But when I did, boy. (laughs) What was the message like in your house when you were growing up? You know, my mom was such a strong, still is, professional individual. I definitely learned that independence from her. My parents divorced when I was in fourth grade. I remember I was the first for that to happen to you know, in your little town in my little town. So it kind of I think we started the trend, if you will. (laughs) It was not easy. I mean, I can remember just being made fun of. As the years went by, my mother married my stepfather. The two of them were such a rock for me and just an example of how things should be. My father, John, and his wife, Mindy, my stepmother live in live in Florida. I just have such great examples, I think, for parents. I'm blessed. Even though they separated, I have four great parents now. What do you want Americans and people around the world to know about the men who do this work, the Green Berets that you have met? What do you want people to know about them? And obviously, what do you want people to know about the sacrifice that families make? I want them to know that they're worth it. (laughs) That every separation, every loss in my heart, in my family, that they're worth it. I am guessing that you have had the chance to comfort other Green Beret wives and moms, Gold Star families. What do you say when you sit there with them? I make sure that they don't think that I know what they're going through, right? Because every marriage is different. I have no idea. I look at Mike's parents and I think I could never imagine losing my son. And (laughs) his father said something to me a couple of months ago. We were talking about it and comparison is like the mother of all evil, right? And he said, comparing losing a spouse to a child, to a sibling, it's like comparing oranges to octopuses. And I was like, (laughs) oh my goodness, that's genius. Mike's parents and Gus's parents are such great examples too to our family and so blessed to have them. What's important when I speak to them is I say, yes, especially if I'm talking to a spouse, I lost my husband too, but our marriage was different. So I don't know exactly what you're going through. And I think that's key. But I can tell you, I can share my story with you and pray that you find hope in that, and then just be a resource for them. I do that through the Green Brave Foundation as the Gold Star and Surviving Family Liaison. I mean, what an incredible blessing to be able to connect with these families directly and try to lead them on a path towards hope again. The next few questions, Krista, I ask every woman who sits where you are. So when an obstacle is in your path, how do you get around it? Oh, gosh, any way I can jump over it, go around it, manipulate it if I need to. (laughs) At the end of the day, what matters most to you? My faith in my family. 
You've mentioned your faith a couple times in our interview. What has your faith meant to you throughout your life? Before Mike died, it was something that I wanted. It was something that I grew up with. It was, you know, church on Sundays. It was a way of life. It was the foundation of who I was. And then it switched to something I needed and I couldn't live without. And I wouldn't have been able to put one foot in front of the other without it. What is mother love? I love my kids in such a way that I just can't, I can't explain it. <laughs> you know, I tell them out there, they always want to know who I love the most, right? I tell them I love them differently. I love them uniquely, you know, just like God loves us uniquely. <laughs> so I always say, I love you so much. You're my favorite Michael. <laughs> I love you so much. You're my favorite Gabriel. <laughs> It's working now. We'll see when they get older. At this point in your life, this deep into your life, having gone through some pretty tough times, I look at you and you to me, you seem very balanced, very centered, very grateful for the lessons. What does success mean to you? Feeling whole. Trying every day. I fail every day, but trying every day to make sure my family feels whole. It's not a, a dollar amount or what we have in our retirement fund or how big our house is. Really just being able to, to show my children what good feels like. And I think that everything I've done over the last six years and will continue to do forever shows them that every day. That serving others feels and is so much greater than serving ourselves. Krista Anderson, I want to say thank you so much. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for sharing your story on the story behind her success. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the story behind her success with Candy O'Terry. This is a series with one goal in mind, to shine the spotlight on women doing great things with their lives. We hope these weekly stories will motivate and inspire you if you'd like to suggest someone for Candy to interview, she'd love to hear about it. Connect with her anytime on Facebook, Twitter, and her website, CandyOterry.com. That's C-A-N-D-Y-O-T-E-R-R-Y.com. You'll find all of these links in the show notes. What's your story?